Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Ferocious word musicians, good morning. Today I am reading a poem by the wild and crazy romantic poet William Blake. Again, from the 1973 Illustrated Poems for Children. His most famous piece, The Tiger. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil? What dread grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? I see I just scared the cat off my lap with my recitation. So, Tiger, very powerful poem. Uh, something that resonates in the mind, the blood, the heart, with its opening repetitions of Tiger, Tiger, both with exclamation points that we see recurring in the final stanza. Each stanza's four lines rhyming A-A-B-B, except for that weird, quirky little... Rhyme, half rhyme, non rhyme. It's been argued uh, multiple ways. How close was this poem written in time to the great vowel shift? Was symmetry closer to I in terms of its uh, similarities, or was it still quite close to how we would pronounce it in our contemporary era? I and symmetry, certainly not I and symmetry. So, I mean, Blake was a, was a, infamous uh, rule breaker and he was fond of creating his own worlds his own universes so i don't think he would have been bothered and in fact he probably would have relished that little tweak of a shift away from the rhyme scheme and i think in fact that the lack of rhyme between i and symmetry is almost the gist of the poem the tiger is outside of all bounds in a way. And though Blake has a sense of a creator, a god, just like E. Cummings would have the notion of Pan, or maybe William Carlos Williams would have the underlying sense that the plums could be read as the apple in the Garden of Eden. What I like about these poems and all great poems is that they're, they're open-ended. We don't know whether Blake or the speaker is questioning the maker 
or perhaps suggesting that God didn't make the tiger, maybe his uh, demonic being, Urizen, made the tiger. Blake was very fond of antimonies and contrasts and dichotomies and, and light and dark energies like the songs of innocence and experience. So the poem is mostly made up of, of questions. Beginning in the, the second stanza, we have three question marks. You know, where did the, the tiger come from? Its eyes... And then it's wings, so we have the sense of the tiger as being a kind of supernatural being that is infused by flame. And then we have more actual parts of a being, shoulders and heart, and dread hands and dread feet, the repetition suggesting the ferocity and the, the disruption that the tiger always creates in its environment. And then in the fourth stanza, Blake shifts to the way that the, the tiger almost seems to have been created in a forge. It, it has been made by a hammer, a chain, a furnace, an anvil. It couldn't possibly have been, just been created by by flesh because it is so uh, tremendously terrifying in, in the most uh, immense sense so that the stars are personified as throwing down spears and watering heaven with their tears. They are so full of admiration and awe um, over this incredible being that the creative life energy or force has manifested. And then he shifts to a notion of a benevolent kind of being who enjoys, who relishes his ability, its ability. He doesn't, he doesn't capitalize the he. He capitalizes the lamb. So again, the lion laying down with the lamb, the tiger and the lamb, both being created by the one energy, by the one force as artists can create multiplicities of beauty and terror. The tiger. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs>